Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to The Active Wealth Show with your host, Fort Stokes. Fort is a fiduciary and licensed financial advisor who places your needs first. He'll help you protect and grow your wealth. The Active Wealth Show has grown because activators like you want to activate their retirement planning with sound, tax-efficient investing. And now, your host, Ford Stokes. And welcome to the Active Wealth Show, activators. I'm Ford Stokes, your chief financial advisor, and we have a special executive producer today. We have got Matt McClure from the Retirement.Radio Network, who's filling in for Sam Davis, who finally took vacation. I don't know who approved that, Matt, but we're really glad that you're here to replace and and elevate the show uh, we all we love sam but um getting you who does all these reports for us every week is a special treat welcome to the active well show matt appreciate you thank you for it it's great to be here i i really am uh, enjoying it i'm looking forward to a great hour with you yeah it's good it's also neat because you're local here in atlanta you and your partner live in midtown mm-hmm. and but also can you tell a little bit just about your background how you know you used to be a reporter uh, when New York won and what you did there, because I think the listeners would just like to know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I used to live, as you said, in, in New York City. And um, before moving back home, I was born and raised here in Georgia and and so moved back a few years ago. Um, but before I moved back, I was a reporter for New York One. And I worked on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange for a good long while. Um, and I you know, was the afternoon business anchor uh, for a couple of years for New York One as well. And right. so... That was just really cool. And that was actually one of the coolest experiences of my life, I think, was being on the floor of the stock exchange and doing live reports from the floor with all the trading going on around me and, and all that. It was just that was just really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's just great to get a, a talent like that. Also, your voice is way better than mine. So that's good. Also, super ticked off at your when I got your uh, headshot, you know, for the retirement.radio network, everything. It's just perfect. And you have hair and I don't. So it's not fair. <laughs> but um, anyway, super excited to have you help us. And um, I'll have you kind of chime in a little bit. Also, it's great because you're also life and health licensed and you help people um, with their retirement income and protect and grow their wealth as well. So um, just glad to have you with us. And thanks for filling in uh, when Sam went to Syracuse, New York to be with his mom. And so we're glad you're with us. Yeah, no problem at all. Anytime. Glad to join you. That's good stuff. All right. So again, welcome to the show, everybody. And we love our activators. And for Matt and others who don't know who an activator is, um, an activator is somebody who listens to the show. It's somebody who wants to protect and grow their wealth. It's somebody who is looking to build a tax efficient, fee efficient and market efficient portfolio. And there's really only one way to do that. And that's to dig in. And that's to really start trying to build a smart retirement plan that you can implement. And we've been talking about that the last four weeks. This is week five of our smart retirement plan series. We thought it was going to be six. It's actually going to be seven now. Um, because we're going to push back the smart care and the smart health part of the smart retirement plan to next week. We're going to try to get Bonnie Dobbs from Medicare and other red tape on the show for next week. But I wanted to kind of dive in because today we're going to talk about really two big things. We're going to talk about the most common misconceptions about retirement. And then the other is, and this one's even more important, we're going to talk about that in the first segment. We're going to talk about the risk that every retiree and pre-retiree should consider and why it's important to have a smart 
retirement plan. But let's go straight into um, the financial wisdom quote of the week. And Matt, I know you're passionate about these. Um, Can you go ahead and just read? I'm going to let you read the quote this week and let's talk about it. And now for some financial wisdom. It's time for the quote of the week. Yeah, I love these because I love sharing wisdom in the words of somebody else. You know, I feel like uh, right. I I say things that might sound wise, like I know what I'm talking about. But I like to hear from people who actually know what they're talking about, like you and other smart people out there in the world. Sure. Um, so this week's financial wisdom quote of the week comes from Daniel Kahneman, an economist, a psychologist, winner of the 2002 Nobel Prize in Economic Sciences as well. So obviously somebody who knows what he's talking about. And uh, the quote is, money doesn't buy you happiness, but a lack of money certainly buys you misery. Amen. And pass the turnips. I I think um, Andrew Tate, who's been controversial out there on TikTok and and other platforms, he says, you know what? I understand that people get depressed, but I don't think there's any depression that uh, $7 million couldn't solve. There you go. <laughs> so I think that's, I think that's pretty, pretty apropos. We work with, uh, you know, all kinds of folks. I mean, our, our typical clients got, you know, a million to $2 million. Um, we do work with higher net worth folks uh, all the way up to a hundred million dollar plus um, net worth folks. But we really can help people that have got like $250,000 and above our general, our average is between one and 2 million. Uh, but we got to make that check last. And, we we work with pre-retirees, Matt, and we work with retirees and business owners, and they all have one thing in common. And you help people do deal with this too, which is they all have one check to last in the rest of their lives. They've got one amount of money, whether it's multiple accounts or whatever. They've got one sum of money, that one big nest egg, mm-hmm. and they've got to be able to generate income from it. And retirement is more about, in my opinion, and I think yours as well, it's more about an income level than it is about building just one big nest egg. And you need to build it tax efficiently. And listen, if you don't have an income plan, you can be miserable to that to the point of the quote. Yeah. And and so I I agree. I, I think a lot of folks feel better about, you know, ab- about having money because it also allows them to help for grandkids and and kids and and also deal with emergencies in their life and but also fund their lifestyle so they don't become burdens on their kids during retirement. I know that's really important. Uh, my even my assistant Deborah, she she put a kid through her son through college and is uh, an aerospace engineer at Georgia Tech. It's remarkable. But the only thing she's worried about is making sure that he doesn't ever have to support her, even though she spent her whole adult life transitioning from a paralegal to a IT project manager so she could afford to pay him. I paid it for him to go to tech plus his scholarships and things like that. And she's still worried about becoming that financial burden. So just kind of your thoughts on on what you see out there in the marketplace and what people are dealing with and, and also just the income how how important income is as part of retirement. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, and that's, I think we say it a lot um, with retirement.radio network across the board is that it's not about a couple of things. Retirement is not one size fits all. First of all, everybody's situation is different. Um, You know, you might have similarities to somebody else. And of course there are, um, you know, different products and services available uh, that, that you, I know Ford can help guide folks through um, to, you know, decide what's best for them, but not everybody, no two retirements are the same period. And number two is that, as you said, it's not about that one big nest egg number 
It's not about reaching that goal of, you know, 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, whatever, although that's great, but you got to have that stream of income in retirement um, to cover those, uh, you know, expenses, to, to live the lifestyle that you want to live and to have that, you know, steady, I guess, steadiness uh, as you go throughout your retirement sure. years. So, yeah, I mean, it's very important to have that um, income uh, stream and one that's going to last you the rest of your life because it's not a situation where you want to, you know, run out of money. It's, it's, a, you know, we talk about budgeting and, and, and whether you have more month than money or more money than month, you know, you don't sure. want to have more life than money. Uh, you know, you, you want to have more money than you do life basically. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Absolutely. So let me just recap what we're going to talk about on today's show. Number one is, um, we're going to talk about the risk every retiree and pre-retiree should consider and why it's important to have a smart plan. And then we're also going to talk about the most common misconceptions about retirement. This all fits within that smart retirement plan. And um, we're going to kind of skip the market update. I, I, at the beginning of segment two, I'm going to play um, a really great little um, some audio from Mark Diorio, our chief investment officer. He's talking about September and how it's typically a tougher month and a lower um, average volume month of of growth and even negative growth for um, for investors. And I want you to get his take on it and how you don't really need to build an entire retirement plan and investment plan around it, but you do need to be aware of it. Um, but let's go straight into the risk that every retiree and pre-retiree should consider. And this will this will bleed into next segment as well. We've only got a couple minutes left, but here's why it's so important for you to have a smart financial plan. We want to make sure we have an understanding of what we're dealing with, right? So the first thing that every pre-retiree and retiree should consider is market risk, which is systematic and unsystematic market risk. Systematic market risk is the overall market. Unsystematic market risk is in individual stocks, things that could be facing um, an individual stock within their company or or legal troubles that a company may have or any of that stuff would be unsystematic risk. Systematic risk would be the market as a whole. It could be things like when Jerome Powell keeps going up on 75 basis points at a time on interest rates trying to handle that. Um, we think that's a pretty important thing to consider as well. But number one is market risk, which is systematic and unsystematic market risk. Number two is interest risk. Interest rates are subject to change and adjustments have shown to have significant effects on American families and the economy as a whole. But specifically, if you own bonds and the interest rates go up, guess what? Your bonds that you currently hold are worth less because the new bonds that have the new interest rates that are higher are more attractive. So therefore, you have to discount your bond and therefore you lose market value if you want to sell out and then go invest. You also have reinvestment risk and and also systematic and unsystematic risk regarding um, bonds as well. So when we come back from the break, we're going to hear from Mark Diorio talking about the month of September and what you need to be aware of um, with your investments in the month of September and how it's traditionally been one of the lower performing months, but how you really don't need to consider um, you know, totally changing your investment plan just because of a single month each year and what can happen and what what you know there can be positives in it as well we're going to play that for you right when we come back to the break and then we're going to go more into the risks every retiree and pre-retiree should consider come right back you'll see active wealth show right here on am 920 the answer give me love, give me love. 
Remember, all of Ford's listeners receive a free financial consultation just for listening to the show. Visit ActiveWealth.com to learn more and schedule an appointment. Thanks for listening to the Active Wealth Show and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And welcome back to the Active Wealth Show, everybody. I'm Matt McClure here alongside Ford Stokes, your chief financial officer. And uh, we are talking about, of course, retirement today, uh, as we do each and every week here on the show and how you can plan for it, educating you about your financial future and how to make it more sound. Um, And we've got uh, something special that we wanted to share with you at the moment with Erin Kennedy. She's with Brookstone Capital Management, and uh, she's joined by Mark DiOrio, the chief investment officer at Brookstone, which is uh, the registered investment advisor of which uh, Ford is a representative. And uh, we're going to hear from them about a September effect and if there is going to be one this year. Mark, good to see you. It's that time of year, so I have to ask, will there be a September effect? September, of course, as you know, has a reputation for being the worst month of the year for the stock stock market. Historically, it's been the weakest month for the S&P, with an average decline of 0.5% since 1950. So we look at history again for perspective, not predictions, but is the September effect real? It definitely has been, even in my career over the last 20 plus years, where you see some weakness in September, and it has been historically the weakest month of the year. And so I would watch out for those times where you see kind of exaggerated selling in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am a little cautious when you come into September, October, naturally. So a little bit more. It's not just an anecdote here. Correct. Although I wouldn't make build a whole philosophy or an investment plan around it in the mm-hmm. sense that, you know, it's 50-50. Half the time September's are positive, half the time September's are negative, at least mm-hmm. in recent history. But we have seen kind of those exaggerated, as I would call them, sell-offs that ultimately lead to some bounce back. But we've had seen those uh, bad times. And in 2008 was the big one where you get got Lehman Brothers and the Lehman Brothers event in mid-September. Of course, that's the extreme event. <laughs> and we're not looking for something like that. But right. that does seem to be the time period where maybe companies get out some of the bad news if they have it and regroup and get ready for 2023 if they're having a bad or uh, the following year if they're having a bad current year. So that's where kind of the news flow or where it kind of, uh, I think, uh, emanates from. Right. Okay. So I want to take a look at September's performance. This was a chart supplied by you to the Brookstone Capital uh, Management Advisors. So September's performance against other months, and I don't need to remind you, it is a midterm election year. You say that this graph illustrates that the market may be anticipating a weaker market ahead. Why is that? So we saw a pretty good rally from really mid-June up until mid-August, and I and it brought it all the way back to what it's called. It's 200-day moving average, which we talked about, which is kind of a general trend line for the marketplace. And the market was very oversold in June. So right. July and August saw a pretty good rally, at least to mid-August. And at that point, I think uh, the market turned its attention to realizing that, oh, maybe it's run a little too far too fast with the bounce back. We have September uh, coming up next. And so we saw the, the market really start to peel down and really drop pretty quick in terms of uh, adjusting to that reality that we're heading into September. Okay, so now I'd like to pivot to the cycle composite, which the market has tracked pretty closely this year. Let's take a look at that. What does this suggest? Sure. And the blue line there is kind of the 10-year, the 4-year, 
and the one-year cycle combined. And in a chart like this, you're just looking for tendencies, how markets respond to the, the historical seasonal tendencies and really looking at longer term. But what it does show is September, October weakness. And as you mentioned, there's a midterm election coming up in midterm election cycles. You have historically seen weakness up until about the midterm election. And that's what this chart really reflects that, okay, this might be a, a soft period here. Mm -hmm. And so will you be surprised then if you see more selling in the market? Well, we've seen it already from the mid-August and the market almost anticipated this to the first part of September. And then looking over some of the data from uh, Morningstar, for example, their research, they came out with a piece that showed that they think stocks are 15% undervalued as of today. Mm -hmm. So we see we have a little bit of pause in that we have the Federal Reserve uh, planning to raise rates. The expectation is for 75 basis points or three quarters of a percent higher. So I think the market is just pausing to, to digest that at this point. So I don't know if I'd be surprised, but at the same time, I think the market's anticipated a lot of that um, um, and has pulled back already and where you could see some sideways action or some choppy seesaw action going forward as we try to work our way through up into the, the midterm election. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll see what happens next then. Mark, thank you very much. Thanks, Aaron. So I, I think what Mark is sharing there is very telling. Matt, I think it's, you know, you can't really build. It's not like you're going to pull all of your money out of the markets and stay uninvested and and then go back in and, and incur more fees and trading fees and everything else when you go to reinvest. So you don't really want to pull all of your money out just for September and and because you never know at the end of the month, especially when people are covering their shorts, uh, their short sales or anything like that, you're going to see a pretty good bump uh, more than likely at the end of the month. That's what we've seen over the last several months in 2022. So you want to really kind of stay invested because you never know, you may have a half percent growth or or even more um, this month. And you don't want to miss a, a big rally. Let's say if Jerome Powell comes out and says he's not going to go up 75 basis points the next time, then that would be a pretty good rally situation as well. And so I would say stay invested is really the, uh, in my opinion, the, the moral of, of that story and also really what we can gather from what Mark shared. Will there be a September effect or not in that piece? We just felt like it was important. We always feel like it's important for our listeners to hear from our chief investment officer. Um, I'm just your chief investment advisor. I'm here to help you um, protect and grow your wealth. And if you want to get a free financial consultation, all you've got to do is visit activewealthshow.com. That's activewealthshow.com. And we're happy to help you um, with a free financial plan. There's a schedule a consultation button in the upper right corner. Just click that. You'll get booked directly into my calendar. You won't talk to another advisor. You'll talk to me directly. You get to talk to the host of this show, the Active Wealth Show, and we're happy to help you. Also, if you want, Deborah and her team are standing by this weekend. All you've got to do is pick up the phone and give her a call at 770-685-1777. Again, that's 770-685-1777. Um, also, it's really neat because Deborah's a client as well. So um, Deborah and her team are standing by to take your calls and get you scheduled into my calendar. Also, what you get when you work with us is you get a free portfolio analysis that where you can understand the risks you're taking and the fees you're paying and the allocation and correlation of your risks um, and and all of your investments out there. We'll have all of that together in a nice, neat package with an institutional level Morningstar report that you'll get. 
Number two is you'll get a financial plan to your 95th birthday. And with your current plan, you get, you'll also get a financial plan to your 95th birthday with our recommended portfolios. And then number four is you'll get a social security maximization report. And number five is you will get a retirement income gap analysis as well. And within that number three, which is when we're giving you uh, that financial plan, your 95th birthday, that our recommended portfolios, we will also give you a Roth ladder conversion plan. And if you've never considered a Roth ladder conversion plan and you want to learn about what that means and what that's all about, we're happy to help you. And all you got to do is visit activewealth.com and that click that schedule a consult button in the upper right corner. And so we're, we were talking about the risks that people face. And number one was interest. And number two was inflation that they're facing in retirement. That's for pre-retirees and retirees and business owners. Um, and also we're saying, hey, they all have one check to last them the rest of their lives. So we think we take that very seriously. We think that is extremely important. We're going to do whatever we can to help protect and grow that hard-earned wealth and protect that one check. The next is public policy. I mean, <clears throat> we've all seen the public policy situation with taxes and most notably um, how that can affect family budgets. We've seen $4 trillion going into the market. We've seen the market go up last year in 2021, but we've also seen extreme runaway inflation as well. So that's another factor. We've also seen timing. They call it se sequence of risk and sequence of investment and, and sequence of risk out there. And, you know, you can't control the markets are going to go up or go down. So you must consider, you know, that sequence of return risk is a real, real issue. It's a real problem. And what would you do? Should you choose to retire in a bear market? Like the folks, the poor folks that retired in March of 08, they lost 50.1% of their assets if they were invested in, in index funds on like spider funds on, on the S&P 500 because the S&P 500 lost 50.1% between March 01, I mean, between March 2008 and March 2009. Um, liquidity risk is another thing. You, you need to have sufficient access to your savings and assets in order to fund your expenses and to meet your goals. We want to make sure that we don't put 100% of your money in fixed index annuities. We also want to make sure we don't put 0% of your money into safer products that can get you income for the rest of your life. We need to do a balance there and not a balance of both between tactical asset allocation and, and actively managed portfolios and also safer and sound products that are fixed index annuities or life insurance or a combination of the two. And we also need to consider the tax buckets that our money's in. We want to really consider how can we generate tax-free income? That's a big, important deal. So um, also, again, we're talking the, the other is sequence of return risk, like we said before on the timing. But if the market experiences a downturn in the early part of your retirement, your savings and future savings could take a dip as well. And then longevity. Uh, we're going to go, we're going to hear uh, of, uh, more about longevity here in the next few segments, but we're going to also have Matt talk about the, our cost cutter from The Motley Fool that was in July of 2022 that talked about early bird specials and what people are doing, what the seniors are doing to try to reduce their cost during retirement. Yeah, no, I um, let me tell you, Ford, I love a good early bird special. <laughs> the unfortunate thing is they're getting more expensive. So, yeah, we've got some uh, some suggestions on how to fight that. That's great. I can't wait to hear that. Come right back to hear about that early bird special uh, as, as our cost cutter for the week. And then also we're going to be talking more about 
the risks that people are facing during retirement and also the common misconceptions about retirement that pre-retirees and retirees are facing out there. You're listening to the Active Wealth Show right here on AM 920 The Answer. Thanks so much for listening to the Active Wealth Show. Make sure to rate us everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify. Hello once again, and welcome back to the Active Wealth Show here on AM920 The Answer. I'm Matt McClure here alongside Ford Stokes, your chief financial advisor. Uh, and of course, the Active Wealth Show brings you uh, so much great information about how you can invest and save for your future. And speaking of saving, it is time for the cost cutter of the week. Here's the cost cutter of the week. And uh, the cost cutter this week has to do with those early bird specials that uh, we all like so much. At least I do. I've always kind of been um, kind of a, a little bit of an older person at heart, you know. And You're I, kind I, of an old soul for I, sure. About I, I am. Uh, <laughs> really. Um, but, you know, I mean, The Motley Fool had this report uh, come out not all that long ago uh, talking about the early bird specials are really going up in price because of inflation. And, um, you know, restaurants obviously are not in the business of giving food away. So, you know, if, if there's an early bird special out there, they, they've got to make a profit on it, right? So if it's, mm -hmm. you're paying 12 bucks, uh, Motley Fool says, chances are it probably costs the kitchen about $4 to make it. Um, so, you know, that's why it pays to actually cut back on eating out at restaurants. And the cost cutter part of this, as you cut back on that uh, eating out, is to cook at home to save on your food costs much cheaper, you know, than, than, uh, going out to eat, obviously like any, any time, not just during a time of inflation, but, um, you know, you could spend more time doing that, bringing out some old family recipes, cooking healthier things, because you can actually control the things that go into the meals that you make at home. Um, so not only can it help you lighten, uh, your, uh, load as far as the money that's going out of your wallet, it keeps your wallet fat, and it keeps you skinny. How's that? I love that. <laughs> I, um, I, I'll tell you my own personal experience. Uh, you know, you kind of marry who, you know, your mom is kind of a deal. And my mom was a dietitian. Guess what? My wife's a dietitian. It's really strange. And by the way, my mom, we, we lost her 17 years ago. But and and, uh, you know, we think about her all the time. And she was awesome. But she loved my wife probably more than she loved me. So we're really, really fortunate about that. But my mom was a pretty good, my mom was a fantastic baker, actually. Mm. And my wife is the best cook I've ever known. And and the best meals we have, we have at home. I'm a pretty good griller, but mainly because the big green egg made me a much better griller. <laughs> so, um, so that helps. And so shout out to big green egg and no, I'm not being paid for that endorsement of the big green egg, but I'm a huge fan and I am an egghead, not just because I don't have hair on the top of my head. I'm a huge big green egg fan for sure. Um, but those are the best meals we have where I'm like cooking the protein and she cooks all the vegetables and all the sides and the breads and the desserts and everything else. And those are always less expensive than if we go out to a steak restaurant and a steak dinner. And I can tell you, I can't find a steak better than when I'm cooking a steak on the big green egg and Quite honestly, what I think the Big Green Egg cooks the very best is poultry. I mm. think chicken is amazing. The one time I've had food cooked on a Big Green Egg was they were like uh, jerk chicken legs. Oh, my gosh. My our, our uh, friend, uh, Dan, um, 
had a, a big green egg and oh my goodness that was just like the best yeah, that's chicken awesome. that I think I've you ever and Josh had. have a like a grilling area where you guys have it. We in, don't, in you know, we don't. Um, we have, this is it's it's funny because we used to we used to live out in West Georgia on this huge like you know thirty acre yeah. farm, and right. um, recently sold that and and moved into the city into into Midtown, and so you know we went from thirty acres to a one bedroom apartment <laughs> in, in midtown. So, you know, not much room for grilling at the new place. Um, but hopefully we, we're, we're looking to hopefully buy here in the next you know year or so as the, as the that's great. housing market cools off. So we'll hopefully have plenty of room again. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. Well, at least, well, at least I know what to do as a house, housewarming gift for sure. There you go. That's Big great. green egg. There it is. That's good stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. So let's, let's keep going on this, these risks and, and thanks so much for reading the cost cutter, Matt. I appreciate it. No problem. So we were talking about all these risks right now. So far, the risk that pre-retirees and retirees face are interest rate risk, obviously market risk. A lot of people are concerned about what's going on with, will there be a September effect? We heard from Mark DiOrio talking about that. Uh, we also talked about inflation risk, public policy, timing, uh, liquidity risk, because you do need money um, to be able to, take care of your immediate needs uh sequence of return risk we talked about how that's such a factor for like some of the people poor people that retired in march 08 uh that was an issue because from march 08 to march 09 the s p 500 as an example lost 50.1 percent that's probably one of the more extreme cases of sequence of return risk for pre-retirees and retirees longevity risk cdc says that you know if <clears throat> if at least you know, if both of the spouses live to be over 65 years old, guess what? There's over a 60% chance that one of them is going to live to be over 90. Um, also, excess withdrawal. We like the 4% rule. We like folks spending no more than 4% of their assets and withdrawing 4% of their assets from their nest egg each year. Um, but we also encourage people to invest in like a fixed index annuity so you can get higher than a 4% risk and have your money continue to last. Um, cause some of those products, when they don't include market risk, cause your money is not invested in the market, it's invested in a 10 year us treasuries. And then they take the growth on, or the interest from that 10 year us treasury at the end of year one, they'll take that money and invest it into options in the S and P 500. And they'll continue to invest those dollars, um, or into different options like the credit Swiss Raven pack, or, you know, the NASDAQ 100 or the Russell 2000 or Wilshire 5,000. Um, there's all kinds of different things like the JP cycle Morgan, JP Morgan cycle index. There's all kinds of different indices out there that these annuity companies use to tie their assets to the growth to help a client grow. Um, also I want to remind everybody right now that it's really a good time to consider a fixed index annuity because we've got fixed index annuities that are illustrating over 10%. And that's a big deal. And mainly because the 10 year US Treasury is has gone up and up and up this year. Um, it, it's had a little bit of fluctuation kind of between 2.6 and and 3%, 3.3%. But here's an, a, an interesting fact. I mean, the average 10 year US Treasury over the last 10 years has been hovering right around a, at or below 2%. And so those companies now have more interest to in which to buy options. And so therefore, they can get you more growth on your money and they can also share in making money off of your money, which we think is a, a great deal for them. But also 
it's nice to get market-like gains without market risk for you. And it's willing, you know, if you want a reasonable rate of return without the market risk and also to generate more than a 4% withdrawal rate, that's a really good idea is to invest a portion of your assets, specifically the retirement income portion of your assets that let's say you, you would have had invested into bonds. It's a really good idea to replace those bonds with fixed index annuities to protect and grow your wealth. So take 10, 20, up to 40% of your assets and invest in fixed index annuities. And you won't have to worry about the markets nearly as much because your, your money's growing without having any risk in the marketplace. And you're also able to, you know, generate income from it and turn on income from your annuity and you're going to sleep better at night. So something to consider there, all you've got to do is visit activewealthshow.com. That's activewealthshow.com. And you can schedule a consultation by clicking that button in the upper right corner of the site, or you can just give us a call at 770-685-1777. Again, Deborah and her team are standing by. That's 770-685-1777 and ready to take your call and get you scheduled directly into my calendar. You're going to talk to me, the host of the Active Well Show. And, you know, we love hearing from our activators. And if you're somebody that's been listening to this show for a very, very long time and you've never called in, you know, Toby Robbins says, if you don't take action, you've actually never, you haven't made a decision. And so I would encourage you to take action, make a decision and go ahead and pick the phone up and give our office a call at 770-685-1777. Again, 770-685-1777. And we're so happy you listened to us on the Active Wealth Show because you're seeking to understand and trying to be a bear. If you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly, you're trying to be more aggressive about getting better at improving your retirement situation. And we applaud you for that. And then the last three um, different factors and risk factors that, that pre-retirees and retirees face is health expense. Um, Fidelity came out with their retirement survey a few months ago, and they said that a married couple is going to spend $325,000 on healthcare uh, during a 30 plus year retirement. And guess what? That's up 25 grand from the year before. So it's already gone up almost 10%. That's crazy. So be careful because medical costs are typically one of the largest expenses for Americans in retirement. You want to be sure that you have a Medicare plan in place that covers you and your spouse throughout your lives. That covers your copay and um, also your deductibles. Then also the loss of the spouse. That's another risk that people face. When you lose a spouse, you'll lose one of your social security benefits after your spouse passes away, literally on the day they pass away. And then last is reemployment. You don't want to have to go back to work during your golden years. We want to keep people from having to say, welcome to Walmart. We really do. We want to help them spend more time with their family. Um, and we, we spell love in our family, T-I-M-E, and we want to help you spend more time with your family. We care about y'all as activators. We really do. Um, we're fiduciaries and we're going to put your needs ahead of our own and we're going to do everything we can to protect and grow your hard earned and hard saved wealth. And we come back from the break. We're going to talk about the misconceptions about retirement that many retirees have as part of our smart uh, retirement plan series. I think this is a really important thing for you to understand. And we'll come right back here on the on. And we'll be right back here on the Active Wealth Show. You're listening to AM 920 The Answer. Hurry, hurry, step right up. See the sun is showing town. 
Fixed annuities, including multi-year guaranteed rate annuities, are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer. And welcome back to the Active Wealth Show, Activators. I'm Matt McClure here alongside Ford Stokes, your chief financial advisor for the Active Wealth Show. Um, we are talking, of course, about a lot of different aspects of retirement today, as usually happens here on the show. But uh, right now, we wanted to cover some of the most common misconceptions about retirement. And Ford, I, I actually was, I guess, victim of one of these <laughs> misconceptions mm -hmm. in that I really didn't realize that Medicare doesn't cover long-term care costs. That's one of the misconceptions here is that, that people people think Medicare covers long-term care costs, but no. That doesn't. You really do need to have a plan. A lot of people self-insure unknowingly for long-term care and it depletes their assets. And we don't sell a lot of long-term care insurance, but we do for folks that really care about about it and also want to make sure they're not depleting their assets. They want to have a legacy plan for sure. But a lot of people don't know. And that's what is one of the misconceptions, Matt. Number one is Medicare doesn't cover long-term care costs. People have this idea that government is going to take care of them. And you really just can't depend on that because it's simply just not the case. Number two is Medicare doesn't cover almost any money with long-term care whatsoever. Medicare is really there for health care. It's there for Medicare Part A, which is your hospital costs, and Medicare Part B, which is your physician costs, and Medicare Part D, which is the only one in the alphabet that actually makes sense because that covers drug costs. Um, you think that they would match the numbers with the, or the letters with the thing that it actually covers, but you know, that right, would be, that'd be too be easy. Medicare part H You're right. hospital. You also have co-pays and co-insurance and deductibles with those Medicare costs. So most people choose either a Medigap supplement insurance plan, or they get a Medicare Advantage plan. Medicare Advantage, kind of like an HMO, it's free, but they limit your usage and they do everything they can to kind of keep those costs down and utilization down. And then Medicare supplement are more like a PPO. You've got a lot more choices and a lot more opportunities and, and also just for your drugs to be on formulary and all that kind of stuff. A lot of our folks that are risk averse, they go ahead and they pick a Medicare supplement plan because it caps their cost. It's say 142 to like just under $200 a month, but it covers all their co-pays. That extra 20% that they would have to pay, that's what it covers. So that's one of those common misconceptions about retirement is that people think that Medicare covers long-term care costs. It does not. Mm -hmm. And so we want to cover that one. Matt, why don't you go ahead and tee up this uh, Social Security one, uh, vignette you've done for us this week? Yeah. You know, possibly a big change uh, in Social Security coming and it, well, it is coming. It just depends on how big of a change it's going to be. And that is the cost of living adjustment for Social Security. You know, it changes every year. It's based on inflation. We know how inflation's been this year. Let's take a listen and we'll talk about it on the other side. Social Security will get a big cost of living adjustment next year, but there could be some consequences you might not have considered. I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. A new report by the Senior Citizens League says Social Security beneficiaries could see a cost of living adjustment, or COLA, as high as 10.1% next year. The reason? Inflation running at a 40-year high. This is a very, very unusual and unprecedented 
pattern of inflation that we're experiencing. Mary Johnson with the nonprofit group told WFTS-TV that surveys show inflation has caused about half of Americans to spend their emergency savings and people are carrying more debt on their credit cards. So the highest jump in Social Security payments since 1981 would be a good thing, right? Well, Johnson says it's better than no increase, but there are some things to be aware of. In fact, you can get penalized If you think your tax liability is going to be 10% more next year than you're paying now, you could be penalized if you don't send in estimated payments or have more money withheld. She told the TV station the increase would not be enough to cover a jump in Medicare Part B premiums, which are taken directly out of Social Security checks. And she says higher incomes mean some seniors could no longer be eligible for some other government benefits. And then a whole 15 percent were made ineligible because they were their incomes increased over the income limit for food stamps or rental subsidies or the programs in their area. So what should you do? Johnson says prepare now. Talk to a financial advisor to help you get ready ahead of time and contact local nonprofits if you need help paying bills. So are you prepared for the unintended consequences of a larger Social Security check? That's a key question to consider as inflation impacts all our lives. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. So, Matt, I think think all of us would agree that the government's not going to go far enough to what the real rate of inflation is. It's actually frightening what that real rate of inflation is. There's plenty of websites out there that talk about they think the real rate of inflation before all this spike was like 7%. When the government was estimating it was between 2 and 3, our whole system breaks down if everybody thinks that we're not keeping pace on things like Social Security. And right now, I mean, the rate of inflation year over year, April to April was 8.5%. So it's a real problem. I mean, I, and I don't, I have a real concern about the cost of living adjustments going to come from Social Security. I don't think it's going to go far enough. But your thoughts when you were doing that research for that piece? Yeah. Yeah, well, the thing that I found fascinating about it was that, you know, you could get upwards of, you know, a 10% cost of living adjustment, which on the surface sounds like a huge thing, right? I mean, it's like, oh, I'll be ma- I'll be bringing in 10% more from Social Security than I did last year. But there are, you know, all of those caveats, a couple of which you just mentioned was, is it actually going to keep pace with the real rate of inflation? Or in the uh, other aspect of this is the uh, tax consequences, potentially. Does it push you into a higher income tax bracket? So are right. you then going to come out, instead of coming out ahead or breaking even, are you going to be behind where you were in the past year or previous years? So th- yeah, those are some some very str- you know strange dynamics at play. Let me just tell you, the number one group we work with the most is we work with a lot of widows because their husbands, before they passed away, husbands were the ones that were do-it-yourselfers and they were doing the investment. And then we end up taking over and protecting that widow's money. I get really worried about those people where it's actually affecting and impacting the grocery bill. Chicken's gone up more than anything. It's crazy. And chicken used to be the real cheap alternative protein. And now, and also a lot of women don't like eating steaks or, or, or eating ground beef. And so they don't eat red meat and that affects them as well. So it's just another thing to consider. I, I really appreciate you doing the vignettes. Let's go into all these misconceptions. People think their effective tax rate will dramatically decrease once they stop working. Well, when you replace your income, 
with money that comes from your IRA or you've got a pension plus your social security and it equals what you made before, guess what? You're in the same tax bracket. It's still, or all of it's counted as ordinary income. Be careful. It's likely that your tax bracket is not going to dramatically decrease. Number three here, people think that the key to retirement is acquiring one big magic number. It actually isn't. It's actually about the main in uh, retirement income planning and the main part of retirement planning, in my opinion, and opinion of a lot of other advisors about building tax efficient income into the plan and trying to get it into buckets like index universal life insurance or or Roth IRAs. So that's a big thing. A lot of people think, you know, you just got to, it'd be great if I can just get to a million dollars or two million or three million. But honestly, retirement's more about income than it is about getting that one big nest egg number. And you've got to get money into the right tax buckets. You can start planning in your forties and fifties and sixties. Also, if you've got kids and grandkids that are, that are making money, they're in their working years and they have got a lot of human capital left, but not a lot of wealth capital, they need to start saving now. And they need to start saving into IRAs and Roth IRAs and also saving into life insurance for sure. Next is some people think all seniors receive the same social security benefit. They don't. And it all depends on your top 35 earning years. Also, people think the taxes will remain flat during their retirement earning years. That's a big misconception as well. From 1960 to 1963, the current 24% bracket was actually 56%. That's 8% higher than 2x the same tax bracket. So be careful there. Also, people assume they will die before they turn 90 years old. Careful. A lot of people think we're I mean, the CDC and everything has proven that we're living longer, even in a post COVID-19 pandemic world. And when it comes to my portfolio allocation, I can set it and forget it. Don't do that. Try to make sure you're not riding down to the lowest levels of the valleys there and try to rebalance on a monthly basis and work with firms like ours that do tactical asset allocation that will rebalance and reallocate your uh, a portion of your assets at least. And we a lot of our portfolios have smart retirement plans and strategic investment as well as tactical asset allocation, but most of them are 50-50 plans where strategic asset allocation is set at once a year. And then the tactical glass allocation is rebalancing at least on a monthly basis. And the last one is people assume that they can handle their own retirement planning by themselves. You wouldn't do surgery on yourself, right? And you wouldn't represent yourself in a criminal case. Please do us a favor and try not to plan your own retirement because you may wake up one day and be like, "Uh oh, I really messed up. And we're happy to help you because we're fiduciaries. We're going to put your needs ahead of our own. And now for the final countdown. So let's recap what you may have missed. It's the final countdown. countdown. All right, Matt, I'm going to help let you be up here and help me do this final countdown. So we had your vignette on Social Security. We thought that cost of living adjustment was really important to share. We talked about the risks that pre-retirees and retirees face during retirement. And we also talked about them in a very hurried fashion here in segment four, were the common misconceptions that pre-retirees and retirees have. We talked about bond replacement. We ran out of time to talk about structured notes, but I would encourage you, if you've got questions about our September structured note, it's a really good structured note. It's got a great rate of return with a highly ranked bank. And you can reach out to us at activewealthshow.com or activewealth.com and click that schedule a consultation button. When you're dealing with retirement, try to seek some help. Reach out to us at activewealth.com. Click that schedule a consultation button. We're happy to help you. 
Also, you can call us at 770-685-1777. Again, 770-685-1777. Most people find it's hard to remember a phone number. So I would encourage you just to visit activewealth.com and you'll get booked directly into my calendar if you click that schedule a consult button. When you're trying to plan your retirement, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. I want you to do everything you can to seek as much information as you can to protect and grow your wealth and to plan for a successful retirement. Just reach out to us at activewealth.com. And next week, we're going to talk about smart care and smart health is part of our smart retirement plan series. That's now seven strong. We just finished number five and I hope everybody has a great week and come right back and listen to us next week. Thanks for making us the number one listen to radio show on the weekends on AM 920 The Answer. We appreciate you activators and have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Active Wealth Show. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free consultation, call your chief financial advisor, Ford Stokes, at 770-685-1777 or visit activewealth.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Active Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk, and unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results.